I hope you enjoy the upcoming content that we'll have for you on today's episode. I think you'll get quite a bit out of it. And know that today's episode is brought to you by the Swim Master Melody Course at successwithmusic.com. If you are in the songwriting game, if you are in the production game, make sure you understand what it takes to create a melody before you get to mastering and mixing and all that man it all starts with a powerful melody check it out today it is absolutely worth the investment the swim master melody course at successwithmusic.com hey let's get to the show this is swim success with music Yo, what's up, my music people? This is Walt. I am your music coach. Your just went into a contract house seller. Your, hey, they made me a pretty good offer. And yeah, they made it stellar. Yo, let's dive in. Hey again, what's up guys? This is Walt. This is Success With Music. I am your music coach and this is a podcast for musicians, music students, singers, producers, songwriters, you name it. We are about that music life. And uh, for those of you that follow us regularly, uh, you may notice that last week we magically disappeared and that's because I had some severe technical difficulties. So we're back in it today and we're picking up on our music theory series and we're going to jump into that here in just a moment. So it's a brand new month, October, and you know how we do when it's a brand new month. We play the music birthday guess the age challenge game. No, the name is not awesome, but I am. So let's keep it moving. All right. So here's how it works. Uh, I'm going to give you information about a popular music artist. Your job is to simply guess the age of the music artist. Guess the age that they will be this month when their birthday rolls around here in October. All right. So let's start off with the first one. Catherine Elizabeth Hudson has a net worth of one hundred twenty five million dollars. She has I didn't know this one. She has four Guinness World Records. Okay, and was once married to Russell Brand. You know her as Katy Perry. Katy Perry this month will turn what age? I'll give you a second to think about the age of Katy Perry when her birthday rolls around this month. All right. Katy Perry will be 33 this month. All right. Next, next artist. Calvin Cortazar Broadus Jr. This West Coast rapper made words like for shizzle a thing. His debut album dropped way back in 1993, and yeah, he's still going. You know him as Snoop Dogg. Snoop, this month, turns what? Magical age. Think about it. 
Snoop will be 46 this month. All right, last one. American singer, songwriter, guitarist, and producer. He was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Now, he actually dated Katy Perry and some other famous folks out there like Taylor Swift. John Mayer. John Mayer turns what age this month? John turns 40. All right. How did you do on the birthday challenge? Guess the birth age. I don't know. Whatever game. How did you do today? If you did pretty well, take this virtual high five. Put your hands up. Oh, there you go. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, get somewhat serious here and get into our main topic for today. All right, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we we, we tackled the the concept of the major scale formula. And uh, if you recall, the major scale formula is one, whole step, two, whole step, three, half step, four, whole step, five, whole step, Six, whole step, seven, half step, eight. We also talked about the fact that we use a total of 12 tones in the Western music system. 12 tones. Also, numbers can be used in place of letter names. When talking about the major scale, we were using numbers one through eight. And if you remember, the number one And the number eight note in the major scale, they are actually the same letter. All right. Also, we talked about skipping over a note or moving up two tones. That distance is a whole step. Now, the shortest measurement between one tone and the other, meaning they're right next to one another. That distance is called a half step, half step, H-A-L-F step. All right. So that's the review from uh, what we uh, talked about in the the last episode. Okay, so now I want to pick up on the last point that I just uh, tackled there. And we're going to take that as a, a jumping off point for today's topic. So I just mentioned half steps when working with the major scale. As we discussed before, you recall that a half step is distance, the distance between one note and the the next note. It's the shortest distance relative to all of our 12 tones. So if I going from one tone to the other, it's the very next tone up or down. Now for today, I would like to focus on the words up and down. Now, for those of you who know what I'm talking about, you may take it for granted that Some of us out here may not know what I mean by up or down. I'm not talking about volume. I'm talking about pitch. All right. So when speaking of tones moving up, the pitch is getting higher. When I talk about going down, let's say a half step in this instance, that means the pitch is getting lower. The tones, they're getting lower. So if you think about someone having a high pitched voice, you can't understand what I mean. The, the tones are going up. So if I were to play, for instance, this note, then this note, 
I essentially moved up. More specifically, though, I moved up a half step. Now, if I were to play, let's say, uh, let's choose one here, this note, then this note, that is a move down, and you would be correct in thinking it's a half step down. Now, in previous weeks, I talked about the, the seven letters for the musical alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I also mentioned that there are tones in between these letters. Those letters I just mentioned, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, they are only seven of the 12 tones that we use in our, our musical system. There are notes or tones in between those letters. And I want to address that for today's topic. And more specifically, I want to talk about sharps and flats. And uh, while we're at it, let's throw in the word naturals, natural notes. All right. So let's go right to it. In the music world, we talked about letters, right? So, for instance, I, I mentioned A, B, C, D, E, F, G. L let's take G. All right. So a G, if we were to play it sounds like this. However, there are two other G's I want to bring to your attention today. We have something called G flat, and we also have a G sharp. The common thing among these three notes that they have, of course, the letter G, but in terms of tone, they are all different. All right, let me play each for you. G, G flat, G sharp. Now, as their name suggests, the flat descriptor or the sharp descriptor inherently makes the G different. G takes on a brand new personality, a brand new tone, a brand new pitch. All right, let's go backwards before I go full on into the, uh, the sharps and the flats deal here. I also mentioned uh, at the top of this little section here, uh, I mentioned the word naturals or natural notes. Natural notes, in short, are the letter names that I gave you before, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. If, if I mention any of those letters to you in, in context of music and I do not include the sharp or flat descriptor, that means that that note is natural that has nothing to do with them being non-gmo or organic bad joke it's all good let's keep it going when a note is natural again we simply don't add anything to it we don't alter it so it kind of follows that uh that, that pattern of uh food if you will i guess i'm back on the topic of food all right let's get back to music so again a natural note is simply a letter name that we're using a b c d e f or g and we do not alter that note by using a sharp or a flat okay by default that name that letter name is natural so i won't i will not always say a natural or be natural. It's just understood that it is natural if I don't include a sharp or a flat after it. All right. Hopefully you got that. Let's keep it going. So let's talk about our first descriptor. I mentioned the word sharp a few moments ago and sharps. All right. So whenever you start on a natural letter or natural note and move up, you're going up in pitch to the very next tone, specifically a half step. 
That neighboring tone will take on the same letter name from where you started plus the word sharp. Okay, one more time. When you start on a natural note or that letter name, let's say it's D, if I were to go up a half step, just one tone, and I shift up to the very next tone, that D now becomes a D sharp. So let me give you another example. If we were to start on a C and go up a half step, that would be called what? You guessed it, C sharp. Okay, that's in a nutshell, that's uh, the sharp world. That's how we get sharps out of music. Let's go on to the flats, and I'm going to kind of tie all of this together for you here and talk about some exceptions to this. Don't think you're getting off that easy because there are <laughs> some uh, some weird things out there that we need to discuss with respect to sharps and flats. All right, so um, flats. Pretty simple stuff. It's just the uh, the opposite of a sharp. It simply means you're going down. You're going downwards when it comes to pitch or tone. All right. So if I were to, let's say, start on an A, the letter A, A natural, and move down to the very next neighboring tone, a half step down, I would land on what note? It would be an A flat, A flat. If I were to start on D and go down a half step, I'd end up on D flat. You're right. You guessed it. All right. Pretty easy stuff. And you can do this with all of the letters, right? <sighs> yeah and no. And that's that's uh, <laughs> that's something I want to cover with you here for our purposes. And listen to me very closely. For those who are just getting started with music theory or just kind of getting into this world, I am going to give you uh, two exceptions to this rule. And again, my disclaimer is for beginners. Let me tell you where these exceptions exist with respect to sharps and flats. These exceptions will happen, and listen very closely to how I'm phrasing this here, between B and C, those letters, those notes, and between E and F, between those, okay? Between B and C, E and F. And I use the word between, and and, in actuality, the reason why, well, maybe I should rephrase that. There technically are no notes or tones between B and C. There are no semitones between the letters B and C, and there are no semitones between E and F. Know that by default, there's a half step distance between B and C. Maybe that's another way of thinking about it. There's a half step difference between E and F. It's just built into the 12 tone system. Okay, there's nothing between them. Now, before when we started in in weeks past, I said that we have A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And between these letters, we have these tones that we're talking about today, which are our sharps and flats. But again, the rule that you need to remember for beginners, because there are some exceptions out there for what I'm telling you here. But for beginners, know that and commit to memory that there are no 
tones in between B and C and E and F. Let me give you an example so this will make more sense. If I were to start on B and go up a half step, I'd land on C. Why? Because there are no semitones between them. All right. Let's go the opposite way. Let's say I started on, let's say I start on C and I go down a half step. The same rule applies between those two letters, no semitones. So if I go down a half step from C, I land on B, right? We talked about there are no semitones between E and F. So when you go from E and you go up, you land on F, And if you're on F and you go down, you land on E. All right. I wanted to hit you really fast with some important information today, and hopefully you got that in hand. And we're going to review what we've learned here in just a moment if I went too fast. All right. So our tips for today, they are brought to you by the book Jingle Money. Jingle Money. Jingle Money is available on Amazon. It is a book about making music for commercials. Uh, many of you who have been following me should know that I, for many years, created music for commercials. And I can tell you firsthand, this is not an exaggeration, I've earned thousands of dollars for mere seconds of music. And when I first started out, quite frankly, I did it from a one-bedroom apartment uh, with barely any money. And I can tell you that making money this way is a very real possibility for you. And as long as there are radio stations, TV stations, YouTube videos, Facebook videos, there's a place for you to earn money making music for these videos. For commercials specifically, learn how to do that by getting the book Jingle Money. It's very easy to read and it's designed specifically for musicians. All right, check that out. And you can also check out the website jinglemoney.com for some sample pages of the book. All right, so let's get back to our tip of the day. And today we are reviewing what we've covered thus far, because, again, I, I know I went pretty quickly, but I believe that if you've been listening for the last few weeks, there should be a good foundation established for you and your understanding of music theory. So let's do a quick review of what we have today. When talking about notes moving up means going higher in pitch. Going down is the opposite. It means going lower in pitch, like that. A natural note is represented by a letter name only. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. When a note is sharp, it is known by having a letter name plus the name sharp behind it. And you'll see the pound symbol or that tic-tac-toe symbol behind a letter name. That is the sharp symbol, just in case if uh, you didn't know that. And when a note is sharp, it is shifted up from its natural state. It's shifted up by a half step. Now, flat, it is shifted down a half step from its natural state. It's shifted down. And just... um. For your information here, a flat symbol, it kind of looks like a lowercase b, but the b is kind of squashed in just a bit. All right. So that's how you know a flat symbol. 
And here's the trickiest thing that we talked about today. There are no semitones between the notes B and C and E and F. So you can go up from a B to a C or go go down from a C to a B, go up from an E to an F or go down from an F to an E. Doesn't matter how you do it between those two letters, those two groups anyways. There's nothing in between. You just have to go from one to the other. B to the C, C to the B, E to the F, F to the E. We cannot use any sharp or flat descriptors at this point. And I keep putting that little asterisk out there and we'll define that uh, maybe at a different time. That goes way deep into music theory and I don't want to go into the world of, yeah, I'm going to leave it right there. Let's just leave it alone. I don't want to throw too much at you right now. Okay, and I've been using the word semitones here. Um, Maybe I should have talked about it earlier. I mean, we did in previous episodes. Semitones are half-step increments. And again, we have a total of 12 semitones. All right. Hopefully you got this stuff here today. Go back, listen to the beginning if you missed something. Go back and listen to the whole series. And also, just go ahead and subscribe to the the podcast, man. We try to keep uh, new stuff coming at you on a regular basis. I try to make it fun for you. And here's the thing. I want this to be something that you find value in. So do me a huge favor. Do yourself a favor. Send us an email. Have questions. Let us know about it. Send those questions to ask at successwithmusic.com. Ask at successwithmusic.com. Yo, check us next week and hopefully there will be no more, uh, you know, technical difficulties. You feel me? Of course you do. just gets old. I know there's gotta be a better way for me in this life. That is my dream. Here's to a family.